None of the content on this or any episode of the Kratom Science Podcast, Kratom Science Journal Club, or on any page of KratomScience.com is intended, nor should it be considered medical claims or medical advice. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. Hey, if you're ever traveling through Louisiana, through a little town called Zachary, and you want to have some Kratom on you, you might get locked up in jail. Here to talk about it is Kratom Advocate Paul Schexnader. I don't really have like a whole list of questions prepared, but I'm just following this stuff in Zachary. It feels like you're having to go around and put out fires all around the state, and you're not getting very much help other than like Adam and Leanne. And maybe a couple other people. Um, there's this dude I've been talking to. Yeah, he's a huge, huge help, but he's got to say uh, anonymous, uh, unfortunately. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I got some notes that we can go over uh, for Zachary and give a breakdown of everybody in play. Okay. So Zachary uh, initiated the Kratom ban um, in which the Advocate, which is a newspaper in Baton Rouge, uh, stated that the hearing will be September 12th, uh, which is a Tuesday. And we are actually watching to see if they're going to pull a slick one and do a three-day announcement on September 5th. So uh, we're watching both dates. So it could be September 5th or September 12th. So let's see how this ban originated. So the ban was no doubt initiated by David McDavid, the mayor of the city of Zachary, um, prior, he had 40-plus years with the Zachary Police Department and 12 of those years as the police chief. Before that, he graduated FBI National Academy in the DEA Drug Commander School. He also served as a Delta Narcotics Task Force member for 30-plus years. So the career cop became the mayor, all right? I mean, so that's a, that's a huge deal right there. I mean, that's big time tied in with the DEA, the FDA. So we can easily see that, you know, he's definitely trying to push it. And then the new uh, to Zachary City Council is Amber uh, DiVigio. I guess that's how you say it. Um, Mm -hmm. She's an ex-fashion designer. Uh, She's married to an ex-NYPD cop sergeant, Lou and she ran for councilwoman unopposed. So no one ran against her. So she automatically won. So like I say, this band, these bands just don't come out of the blue. Um, mm. You know, somebody's been contacted and most likely the person is uh, Mayor David McDavid, who has given the project to Amber and she's newly elected as well. And she read from a prepared sheet about Kratom at the hearing for the introduction of the ban ordinance. Yeah. Um, the city attorney, John Hopewell, is the man at the podium in the beginning of the hearing who wrote up the actual ordinance and gave copies to the council. So for the hearing, he was not seated next to Amber. That was the mayor, uh, David McDavid. Uh, he was sitting in Hopewell's seat. So, and, and what Amber, you know, put out that a word of warning out of this municipality, you know, Kratom users and lobbyists, your one-sided arguments as well as picking and choosing literature will be deleted from my page and you will be blocked. Uh, your harassment via messenger will report it 
uh, will be reported to Facebook and you will be blocked. Your phone calls, harassments will be declined and you will be blocked. I will not be bullied by a billion dollar plus industry that is driven by the opioid epidemic and those with interest and profit over people. Take your arguments to Washington, D.C. and get federal regulations on the substance you're lobbying for. So I don't know. I don't know about you, but that sounds like one sided on on their part. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to hear all sides before you decide to throw people in prison for something that's helping them? Like, and I'm sorry she got uh, called on her cell phone, but I'm not going to lose sleep over that. Although I would encourage people not to do that. Call her office phone, send her an email. I'm not going to lose sleep over that versus the people who might be locked up, killed in prison, like uh, Shana Brown locked up now for possessing kratom in Alabama, uh, like Marshall Price killed in prison. Those are real problems. What are those emails? It's Amber, D-E-V-I-R-G-I-L-I-O, D-Virgilio. D-Virgilio. At the city of Zachary.org. Yeah. At city of Zachary.org. And uh, what's, is it D McDavid? So it's uh, D-M-C David at the city of Zachary.org. Yeah. And uh, I'll put those in the show notes so you can look at it. Yeah, there will be a video on YouTube as soon as I can get all this stuff up. I'll give you another email, uh, and we're asking if any citizens live in Louisiana to reach out to us at KR, uh, the number 8M, advocate at gmail.com. Okay, cool. And that's our recruiting email so we can get you vetted we'll vet people make sure they who are you know they're they're the people they're claiming to be so how far away is um zachary from uh from where y'all are oh man zachary's right down the road from us it's uh it's it's north of um east baton rouge so it is approximately i would say 15 20 minutes away i mean it's it's close I think it was like suburban Chicago towns. They start the little towns started picking it off, um, town by town. There's a lot of towns in Illinois where kratom is illegal, or but in Zachary, we're talking about sale and possession. So anybody who wants to drive through Louisiana, you'd be subject to rotten away in prison if you drive through Zachary. Exactly. And, and it could be prosecuted, and, and the way they want to do it, they want to adjust it. Uh, for the penalties for the sale and possession so that it could be prosecuted in Zachary City Court. Six months max jail term. I mean, that's that's not just a little stint, you know what I mean? Six months in a little parish jail like that, you know, that wouldn't be pleasant for, you know, something that just heals people. Yeah, that's just... I, I, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, how can somebody be so... They must tell themselves that they're protecting people, I guess. I guess that's how they justify it to themselves, but you're not protecting anybody. You're you're no you're decreasing no. you're just fucking somebody's life up that might already be fucked up because they're trying to get off hard harder drugs. And the poverty levels the poverty levels and the drug abuse, they go hand in hand. So when you have when you have people that are abusing drugs, uh nine times out of ten, you know, they're living in poverty. So these treatment centers, you know, they just think that people got 
thousands of dollars laying around that they can go and get help. You know, yeah. what if somebody doesn't have insurance? Then, you know, what are they to do? They're left without any hope. They're left without any option of treatment. So uh, with, with Kratom being able to help with withdrawals and, you know, fend you off of the cravings of drugs, um, even after I went to treatment uh, multiple times, when I got back a week later, I was drinking. Uh, the thought of going to do drugs was still there, uh, you know, and it was an everyday battle to fight those wicked thoughts off. Like, oh, yeah, you can just go get loaded at one time and you'll be fine. You know, nothing to come of it. And that's those little evil thoughts that creep in. But with Kratom, you know, it takes that away. It takes that urge away. I mean, Purdue University came out with a study on one of the alkaloids to where, you know, it can cure alcohol, alcoholism. Yeah. And we know that. And we know this. Everybody that takes Kratom, we know this. We know what it does. Um, and one of the things that I urge, like, let's say the council members from Zachary or the state legislators and somebody, go try it. Go try it. That way you will have a fully understanding of what you're talking about and know that this does not get you high. And the kids will not want it because of the taste. I mean, yeah. and then and the fact that they they keep wanting to bring up, well, we're worried about the children getting hurt by this. Well, guess what you're going to do if you got a mom or a dad that's sober uh, and depending on Kratom to stay uh, clean and sober and you take that away from them, you just hurt the children because they're going to go back to drugs. Exactly. And, and it's like they're not listening to that side of it. They're they pretending it's not that the side doesn't exist. They're pretending the only thing that exists is these worst case scenarios of these irresponsible kids or whoever that takes tons of extracts. I mean, and on the other side, irresponsible companies who don't um, put how strong the thing is on the package. Unlike you guys, I know you have. A, um, do you have those uh, QR codes? Yes. Yeah, so we. On our packaging, especially our um, enhanced blends, so we want it to be as transparent as can be. So our bags almost look the same, you know, they kind of look similar. So what we wanted to do, we wanted to make sure that people knew that they were getting enhanced products. So we wrote in bold red lettering on there, you know, hey, this contains extract, uh, 50 MIT per gram. Uh, we wanted people to know the difference to where you're not just buying a regular you're buying an enhanced bag and you think it's regular kratom it, i mean transparency is the key and i'm I'm gonna say it like opms and a lot of other companies uh those shots are designed for multiple use but the way they're marketing and they know it um they know somebody's gonna drink the whole thing at one time yeah instead of instead of it's the same way as redline energy drinks uh you know if you read the small print on them it says hey this is too two servings but most people don't take the time to read yeah they don't take the time to read so they just down the whole thing yeah and then they blame it on the company yeah because a five because it sucks that marketing sucks because a five hour energy shot is only like one or two cups of coffee i i remember i remember because i had one i was driving uh i was driving for like seven and a half hour drive and i'm like oh i gotta get a energy shot and i looked at it and i'm like this tastes like shit there's only as much caffeine as one cup of coffee. I'm like, oh, I should get coffee and stuff. 
putting this crap down in my gullet. But it's like they're marketed right alongside it. And because I, I bought one, I still have never tried a liquid energy uh, extract shot. I've had extract powder, so it's the same kind of thing. But uh, I bought one for my friend who was in such severe pain and they wouldn't give her pain meds because she had a former OED. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I got one, but. I wouldn't I wouldn't want anybody else that doesn't know me or somebody else that hasn't studied Kratom uh, to just buy one and because you would think oh do, do I said take one sip see how you feel wait a half hour and then she's like oh my god my pain was gone you saved my life I was gonna kill myself because she's like severely injured broke her humerus and I'm glad those are available, but they they need more information with them. And so, yeah, definitely those companies are part of the problem, and they're the ones with the money. So it's it's a whole big old complex problem that you and I talk about in emails, and like it's hard to know what to talk about, whether it's going to help or hurt. But eventually, the truth's going to come out about some of these. But there's people. The most people in this kratom world are trying to do the right thing, like and the people who are speaking out aren't the industry they're acting like it's the industry it's all industry propaganda we're all aka we're all aka puppets when nothing could be further from the truth we're not we're not puppets of the big industry we're talking about the fucking truth here it actually helps people i wouldn't be into this this far if it didn't help people i i could be i I could be making more money working in amazon loading trucks and shit i it i seriously i it's like we're in it because it's it's we see that people actually are saved by it and i hate i that's the part that pisses me off it's like okay lawyer guy on twitter you would have a stronger case against who you're suing uh some of these big companies who probably should be sued if it makes them label their products properly you would have a stronger case if you acknowledge the fact it is helping people. We're not just propaganda arms of the AKA or the industry. It actually does help people. We I've talked to people on this podcast. Listen to the other episodes. They're just regular people who aren't making any money on Kratom. They're buying Kratom. If you really want to protect kids and not just, you know, justify uh, funding for the police or because marijuana has become illegal, that's, that that's, seems like that's what's going on in Zachary and with all these places because, you know, it's a lot of... Law enforcement interest there. Do, do you think that's what it is? Where it's like, yeah, weed weed's gonna become legal. Well, it might become Schedule Three, which is bullshit. But they're they're like, okay, we need another tar- target so we can uh, justify funding or something. Do you think that's that has anything to do with it? I do. I do think that has a part to do with it because the more that marijuana's becoming legalized, they got to have something to replace it. And Louisiana is a profit for prison state. Uh, I think we have more jails and prisons here than than anywhere else in the world. So, you know, medical marijuana, they're making a big push in this state. So what are they going to compensate it with? Well, guess what? Kratom's the very next best thing. Let's uh, let's criminalize these people. Um, and it's been ongoing. I mean, they want to use this cop out of um, of go to Washington, D.C. and get federal reg- regulations and everything. Well, guess what? marijuana is still illegal on the federal level yeah you know what i mean it's still illegal on the federal level they know that the the government's not going to do anything and that is just a cop-out statement that they choose and also you know the billion dollar industry statement uh you're absolutely right we're not 
I, I quit. So I, I am doing full, full-time Kratom now, you know, oh, I quit cool. my job, everything. Well, that's um, good. You know, I, I'm giving up a major pay cut to do this. You know why? Because I, I believe in it and I will, you know, uh, I wouldn't have got to where I was at within my company, uh, who I was working for, if it wasn't for Kratom. And I remember, I remember telling superintendents and stuff that I worked for, man, this stuff works talking to them. And the first thing they do is Google it. And they're like, man, that's drugs, bro. Uh, you're on drugs and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not, man. Just try it. You know what? A couple of them superintendents did try it. And, uh, and they actually purchased from us now and their perspective on Kratom has completely done a 180, being against it to like, man, this stuff works. And one of them, one of them's actually quit drinking alcohol because of it. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I did. I did do an article on that, that study with, I missed that study last year, but Kratom consumers and weed consumers are generally peaceful people. It's that, if that's all they do, if they do a little alcohol on the side, maybe that doesn't apply. They're easy tar- targets for law enforcement. It, it makes their job easier to have to deal with peaceful people instead of, you know, violent criminals who they should be dealing with. That's what the drug war is all about. It, it makes uh, cops jobs easier because all we're trying to do is, is uh, take our medicine or even even if you're just trying to get high with a weed or something. And it's it's like, yeah, we'll target them because they're easier because they know there's less of a chance that they'll show up and we'll be branching firearms or something like like maybe a drunk guy might do. It, it, it's just cynical and it's a bad way to run society and I hate it. I hate that these people are just like, we're going to fuck with their lives, throw them in jail. Who cares? And justify it. And it, and it's like, they're not even listening to the side where it's actually healing people. Exactly. I'm just going on a rant. And they're... <laughs> And they, well, they and they also try to blend uh, the, the TNF team deal with it. That oh, TNF yeah. team and kratom are the same thing, you know. Well, it's not. And you know what? TNF team does cause respiratory depression, whereas kratom does not. And it's been, you know, it's been studied by the NIDA and proven. Uh, and you know what? Ascension Parish, you know, they banned kratom, the sale of kratom here, uh, thinking it would stop things. Well, guess what? Uh, it didn't. People are still buying Kratom uh, and using TNFT and stuff. And th- they had overdose death in Ascension Parish, whereas TNFT was involved, but Kratom got the blame for it. But it just goes to show you that their banned attempt, it didn't work. And now somebody got uh, adulterated products. Um, you know, it, it's it's absurd, man. Was that in Baton Rouge that uh, the little baby got a hold of T and Eptine capsules with some kratom in them or something like that? And yeah, it, so it said, and, you and know, the thing about that is too. Yeah, we we talked to the gas station uh, attendants that knew that lady, and they straight up told us that she was so high on crystal meth she didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. But nowhere in that article was was crystal meth even mentioned in it. And you know what? That is that is a, a irresponsible user. You can abuse anything, though, man. It's like from energy drinks to social media to video games. Anything you do is abusable. People yeah. just have to realize that, man, and and realize people are watching. 
Uh, you always want to do the right thing, you know, even when nobody's watching. People just need the information. She she might have thought she was just a- taking Kratom capsules, trying to get off meth, and it, there ended up being T and Eptane in there, which is a, a riskier thing. It's a different thing. I mean, maybe people could use T and Eptane responsibly, but there's just no information. It's high risk, whereas plain leaf Kratom is lower risk. And we're trying to get the information to people. You put all that shit, you outlaw that shit, will go underground. Exactly. You know, I mean, exactly. they're trying, they're trying to like... shut us up. Like, every, you can't say the word Kratom on TikTok, but they're trying to just shut that down. And it's like, we're not trying to get kids to take it. You, you know, we're trying to yep. talk about it. We're trying to get adults to use it safely and, and not buy any shit with like T and Eptine in it that doesn't have lab test results. And I was going to play, I have that, um, hearing queued up yeah I just, wanna, I, I just wanted to get it from the first when the lady could not pronounce it because you can't even <laughs> pronounce it and it's that much of a problem you brought that point up i think in livingston but here we go introduction of ordinance 2023-11 authorizing the city of zachary to amend chapter 58 of the city's code of ordinances to allow the city to adopt regulations designed to regulate the sale and possession of I don't, what is that? My Kratom. Mitragena. Mitragena. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I've never heard that. I'm, I'm and to be designated at sections 58 through 40, all regulated within the city limits and for any and all related matters in further. Yeah, so she she's never heard of it, but it's such a problem in that town. They got to like or, or start arresting exactly. people. And that's I mean, where and that's where it's stemming from for all of them. All the, the hearings we've all been to is... This is such a problem. This is a public safety threat, but yet they've never heard of it. No, they don't know anything about it, but I'm sure they knew about Mojo and bath salts and everything else because that was truly a problem and that caught on and they're trying to pull them same tactics, you know, that this is bath salts or, or Mojo and stuff like that when it's not. It's not. And they did the same thing with marijuana. They did the same thing with CBD. This has no medical uh, use whatsoever. That's bull crap. If it didn't have medical use, then why are all these universities doing studies on it and writing articles that it does help? Yeah, they say that like it's a point. That means that means the FDA hasn't studied it enough and put it through the drug approval process. But we got to start thinking differently about this because people use plants for their health all the time. Like down to like having a glass of green tea a day for the antioxidants so it's like we gotta start thinking about this shit um more in a more advanced way than if it's if the fda doesn't approve it that means it's bad or good or whatever exactly the fda the fda flat out lies to people and we know it look what they did uh with zantac for crying out loud you know when my wife was pregnant with her oldest son the doctor prescribing uh yes take xanax zantac for uh heartburn and stuff like that while you're pregnant and then uh you know now we know that it causes health defects um causes cancer causes all kind of stuff you know yeah. and i believe it got pulled off the market and just i'm going to obviously turn this over to mr Vigilio. this is obviously something that she has asked us 
to take a look at. You have a copy of the ordinance in front of you. The one thing that I will tell you is, in, 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 this is obviously only introduction, so it's not public hearing. It's not anything that I need to vote on today except to, to introduce it. But one of the things we did do for the sale and possession is to adjust the penalties to make it such that it could be prosecuted in Zachary City Court. Thank you. And with that, I'm going to okay. leave it to the councilwoman. Good. Thank you, Mr. Hopewell. Council members, this evening I'm requesting a motion to introduce an ordinance banning the sale and possession of Matragena speciosa, also known as Kratom, within the city limits of Zachary. As many of you may know, surrounding jurisdictions have enacted the same in recent state legislation headed by State Senator Caleb Kleinpeter. And if you can't tell by her voice, she's totally reading this off of a of a thing but you know whatever maybe she wrote it down first maybe somebody didn't write it for her i don't know gives us language with the authority to do so in our communities the dea classifies kratom as a chemical of concern the fda has ruled that it has no medical use benefit kratom originates in southeast asia and from a tree related to the coffee plant Often the leaves are sold as a fine powder or sold to make a tea. Um, the powder often comes in capsules. Mitragenine and 7-hydroxymitragenine are the two alkaloids responsible for the stimulant and euphoric effects of Kratom. Okay, so far this is all right information, but... It's like, yes, it's a tea leaf related to the coffee plant. What's the catch? Like, often people use the leaf powder, as they have for centuries. And, uh, yeah, so what? what's the problem here? These yeah, she's just, doing, yep, she's just doing a basic build-up to this part. Yeah, here's now when she starts getting to the alkaloids. Tragenine yeah. and 7-hydroxymitragenine are the two alkaloids responsible for the stimulant and euphoric effects of Kratom. Kinda. Okay. These alkaloids right. are considered opioid agonists. Partial. And they bind to the same opioid receptors as morphine and heroin in the human brain. And cheese, chocolate, laughter, orgasms. <laughs> Whatever endorphins do. The agonist for Kratom is naloxone. The same substance. All right. Do you do you have any idea what the fuck that means? <laughs> so, naloxone is uh, in Suboxone and it's in Norcan. I get the little um, Norcan nasal sprays. I have like six of them. And I carry them every anytime if I go to a show or a party. And the agonist for kratom is naloxone. I don't know what that means. So what I'm. <laughs> Because what she says in this part is that it's the antagonist, and that's what causes kratom death. It's from what I kind of gathered, but I'm like, that's so far from the truth, you know, uh, because it's in Narcan and that little bit in Suboxone, uh, you know, that's pharmaceutical yeah. medicine. That's uh, that's not from that. That's not from nature, and that's not. That's, that's clearly 100% misinformation. Well, as most Kratom-related deaths, they were also taking uh, high doses of fentanyl, whereas, you know, somebody might have had... There's probably a case report out there where somebody was having respiratory depression. They um, gave them the 
Narcan and they woke up and said, I just took Kratom. Yep. And, you know, and that's a lot of people, man. They, they don't want to, they don't want to admit it to their family and stuff. Uh, you know, I dealt with that too. When I got back from rehab, I found yeah. out about Kratom and started using it. And then, you know, instead of hiding it, I went, I went to my wife and I said, Hey, I found this stuff, Kratom. It's been working amazing. Uh, and she's like, you know, you, you're back on drugs. And I'm like, no, no, just look. I said, hear me out. Give me, give me an opportunity to show you. Uh, and then you can make your judgment. And she, uh, you know, she got to watch me change and, and got to see how it works. She saw that. So then, you know, it worked so well. Um, you know, she was suffering with depression and stuff like that. So I was like, well, why don't you try a little bit? It's supposed to help with that. And then, um, over time, you know, she completely got off her prescription medications and now just uses Kratom. I think people that are in the Kratom closet dealing with um, maybe parents or dealing with family members that are against uh, that look, you know, just sit them down, explain to them, offer them a little bit, you know, say, hey, just try it with me uh, the way I can show you what this is doing. Um, don't try to hide it. Explain it and uh and educate and i guarantee um you'll change minds and perception hell yeah and and respect for those of you who do it because I, I it takes courage it takes courage to be like that because i yeah i would encourage everybody who can and safely be out of the closet about their kratom marijuana use everything if people in your surrounding family friend group if they know about it, then it just helps. It's just like every little bit helps. And when they hear about these little town councils trying to go on their little power trips, they might show up and say something about it. Like my friend used to be uh, an alcoholic, and now he takes Kratom, and, and he's much better now. Mm -hmm. I think these towns, it's like they have an opportunity to regulate it and be a model for the state and the federal government instead of saying, wait for the federal government. You, you can be a model. You can say, well... We will only allow uh, maybe like extract so shots behind the counter or one dose extract shots or uh, stringent about not selling it to under 18 year olds or 21, whatever. Uh, so, so you can be a model and you can do something f with your community and you can actually help uh, reduce harm. And, and that, cause that's Kratom all, is all about is harm reduction with, for most people who use it. I know there's kids that, use it irresponsibly and end up dead and uh in com combination with other drugs usually you can you can you can be a model of smarter substance leg legislation instead of going backwards with all these um prohibition laws but yeah i'm gonna keep playing this here let's listen to what she has to say used in opioid overdoses in the opioid epidemic a triad of prescription medications are commonly used by an addict an opiate, a benzodiazepine, and a muscle relaxer. This combination heightens the effect of the opiate when tolerance has built up. It is a deadly combination with severe risk for respiratory depression and death. The triangle is now a square. With Kratom being used to supply opioid euphoric effects when tolerance has been built up, 
and to stave off withdrawal symptoms before an addict is able to refill their prescriptions. Kratom is being used as a part of this cycle. It is commonly sold online. And because that's the worst thing in the world is uh, staving off until you can get your next prescription instead of going out on the street and buying fentanyl. Like, you know, and see this whole that whole statement. Um, she's looking at it the wrong way. You know, use the starve off withdrawal before an addict is able to refill their prescription. Well, you know, that's a problem in itself. If if you got an addict going to the doctor and getting their prescription refilled, this and that, that's the real problem. You know, not not kratom, and we would hope that kratom uh, would be able to hopefully convert them from that yeah. prescription medication but the way she's talking in this whole triangle uh now a square reference you know saying an opiate uh benzo uh and a muscle relaxer that was during the 2008 epidemic that's yeah. when all these pain management um you know doctors popped up these pill shops and that's what they prescribed i used to get i used to get 400 uh, Roxy Cotton, 400 Somas, 112 Xanax, and, and they pushed it, you know what I mean? With the FDA and all the, the banning, you know, the opioid epidemic lawsuits and everything, it still, it still happens, but it's not happening like it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and she's trying to make that claim that it's still going on. Sam, you know, the problem and, is they're watching these TV series coming out about stuff that happened 10 years ago, and they think it's still going on now. It, it was the CDC guidelines in 2016, and they're still going after prosecuting doctors. The problem now is people aren't getting any pain medication, and they have to go to the street. Or, luckily, like my friend, she couldn't get any pain meds for a fucking severed humerus. Like, like her, her arm was hanging by... It's skin and muscle, and, and the bone was, like, sliced in half, and they wouldn't give her anything. It's insane. So I was, I was like, I went and got her liquid shot. And that's what people were using, Kratom, because yeah. because they shut down. I'm at, They shut down the responsible users of, yeah. you know, prescription medication. They shut it down to where they can't even get their medicine anymore, those in severe uh, pain. Yeah. So, and Kratom works. So, hey, let's use this. And then now people, you know, waking up and realizing that, hey, the pharmaceutical industry is dirty. They're out to to drain you of your funds and your life. My wife's one of her close friends is a nurse. She does like um, home health care, you know, people in old folks homes. There was a guy in his 70s with like cancer that caused him pain, like severe pain everywhere. And they wouldn't give him pain meds. She's like, it's a real problem. Two two of my wife's close friends are nurses, and, and they say it's a problem. They won't even give a man in his 70s with cancer who has maybe a couple, a year left, if that. They won't even give him pain meds. I wish these people would look at that side of the problem, and they don't. They just, they're just like, oh, kids are going to get it, and, and that's it. But that's just not the, that's not even 1% of the picture uh, no, most people that use Kratom, you know, it's it's the older folks with, with you know, pain management issues or, yeah. you know, um, recovering addicts, you know, trying to stay clean or somebody that is using prescription medicine that's trying to wean off. Yeah. And that is scary, though, mixing Kratom with other substances. I think uh, definitely I think don't do, do it. Try, yeah. yeah, if you do try to do Kratom to wean off, you know, pick one or the other. 
And I'd say pick Kratom and just go with it. Uh, yeah. And, and it will help. That friend I was talking about was on subs, and she hasn't taken them since I give her Kratom, but she still has withdrawal. So she still has, like, pause um, post-acute withdrawal syndrome from the subs mm-hmm. from weeks ago. And she just takes one teaspoon now of powder a day, and, like, she's recovering. I'm not, like, going around and trying to get people to do Kratom if they don't need it for anything. It's people do it because they need it. It's And this exactly. part's being ignored by by these little town councils on their power trips. Wait a minute. I, I just want to do um, play the part where she talks yeah. about and whatever. now in Zachary. Yeah, here we go. I have worked up a quick fact sheet regarding Kratom. For all of you, which lists its effects on the brain, its effects on neonates, side effects, a list of countries that have banned or regulated it heavily, all from vetted sources such as the National Institute on Drug Abuse, the NIH, the FDA, the DEA, New York University, and Psychology Today. This is a $1.3 billion industry alone in the United States that most of us have never heard of the word Kratom until today. And it's such a problem. 48 hours since they caught wind that Zachary has an ordinance on the table to ban it, they have incessantly called my cell phone. So you saw those fake tears. She was wanting to do those fake tears, huh? She tried. Oh my God, I'm getting. I'm getting phone calls. That's the that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, and let and like I said before, don't call her cell phone. Call her office phone, email, email her official email. That's the way. That's the way to do it. But I'm not losing sleep over that. You know who's gonna fucking lose sleep is people I mean, thrown in jail for doing kratom. Exactly. I mean, she's a public official. She should expect that. You're bringing up something uh, completely false and misinformation. You should expect to get phone calls as your job as a public official is to listen to both sides of the argument uh, and be unbiased. And what we see there, you know, even in the video, she was smiling and giggling next to her counterpart about it. Oh, I'm getting phone calls and I want to fake cry here. People, uh, people got the opportunity to fight it. We, we got to get people, even if you're not from Zachary yeah. and you're in Louisiana, and you can make it there, you got to be there. I mean, the people got to realize that, and this was very disheartening because I went to Zachary yesterday uh, and passed out flyers to shop uh, gas stations and spoke with a lot of people. You know, they didn't even know this was this was going on. And one of the vape shop owners, you know, was deeply concerned, whereas the other ones were like, what can we do, blah, blah. Well, this is what you can do. You can stand up and fight these people. Uh, we have the power in numbers to win, and that's what has to take place. There's a few smoke shops right in Zachary, aren't there? Correct. There's um, there's four smoke shops in Zachary, and then there's multiple gas stations that sell it. And then the town over Baker, <clears throat> I stopped in and dropped off flyers. And, and like I told him, I said, if they ban it in Zachary today, it'll be Baker tomorrow. And what they're doing... All these towns that they're picking off, they're they're very small towns. I mean, nobody really lives in them. Yeah, they're picking them off to where they can use it as statistical numbers, uh, to where like, hey, we got 
we got seven parishes banned. Whereas in those parishes, maybe out of all seven, a thousand people live there. And I believe there's 45 parishes or 54 parishes in Louisiana. So, I mean, the numbers, you know, there's a heck of a lot more parishes that it's not banned in. And we even had an Ascension Parish, the hearing, um, I believe it was Iberville council member showed up and was like, what are y'all talking about? You know, there's no issue going on. Whereas Kratom has been in Zachary for a, a many, many years, and they keep going up to this argument with saying, uh, it's such a problem. We don't want it here. Uh, well, you're just finding out about it, lady. Um, it's been being sold and taken in your town for years. So where's the problem at? The problem is with y'all pre-planned political agenda. That's the problem with the with the Project Echo and all these secretive projects that the state of Louisiana is doing on trying to ban Kratom. You mentioned Project Echo. What, what is that? So Project Echo, we've been finding out, we've been finding out that, you know, it stems from a doctor from Tulane and they're going around and they're briefing all the politicians on, um, you know, the impact of society with these certain matters. And Kratom happens to be one of them, you know, and it's and a lot of it stems from the Mayo Clinic paperwork, uh, the DEA paperwork, uh, stuff like that. So there's no it's all a one sided argument. You know, nobody brings up the other side. Nobody has an open minded approach as to being like, you know, hey, this could be uh, help. But it's also fueled because of Act Number 425 for all the um, the treatment centers and stuff to push the boxing. What is this um, Hope Advisory Council? They're they're having like a kratom, and that's where you know that's where Senator Kleinpeter, you know, got his information because in this hearings they call it gas station heroin. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they don't even give it a you know a medical scientific term for these hearings. They label yeah. it as gas station heroin. Um, it's ridiculous. Anything they do as a propaganda ploy. Uh, to harm it, and and that's what they do. And uh, we're we're digging, we're trying to get to the bottom of everything to get to the head of the snake to chop it off. Um, hopefully, it's not too late, but we're still trying. And um, and and like I told another person, you know, um, if we make it, we make it uh, through next, you know, legislative season here in Louisiana. I'm I'm gonna run for a council member spot. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna dude. Run, I'm going to run for council member spot, uh, get involved politically. That way I can I can give I can go to these hearings, these state legislative meetings, you know, and give Kratom a voice. And I think if anybody out there is listening and you're in uh, political influence and stuff, maybe they should look into that, too. we got to come together as a community and really give Kratom a, a good voice. Oh, it's going to be a long road ahead. So, yeah. I, what I'm going to start doing is um, I must just start showing up to these council member meetings, you yeah. know, uh, listening, um, you know, meeting people, um, you know, not on Kratom, but just on a personal level. Yeah. And then try to uh, try to get in, get a seat and then go from there. Once I can learn that to give people an option and uh, to be able to hear uh, to stop these one-sided arguments, really. The crazy thing was whenever everything was going down in Livingston Parish, uh, we was actually looking at moving to Zachary. 
and uh, we got we got good friends that live in Zachary, and they oh, uh, <laughs> we were close to moving there, but I was like, you know what, we just won Livingston Parish, we should stay put here. So we end up staying, and thank God that we didn't move to Zachary. Shit. But but I think anybody that's listening uh, that has family in Louisiana uh, or lives in Louisiana, the bigger picture, uh, besides these little parish bands, you know, they are 1,000% gunning to ban Kratom in Louisiana next year. It's between the little parish council meetings and then uh, – what the state's trying to secretly do, um, you know, we got we got to get uh, people involved. We got to get active uh, advocate members. Um, you know, even if you're in a different parish, just come show up. Let's say you're scared of public speaking. Just show up and say, hey, I don't approve of this ban. That's all you got to say. Yep. But we got to have numbers. We need we need 50 hundred people to show up at these meetings uh then you know they'll think twice on continuing what they're doing definitely definitely we've seen them beat back uh, you beat them back in livingston and obviously power and money control everything in this country it's still we're we still live in a f- free country where we can participate in government and the more we do it they they back down it's it's our system of government and our constitution is written so that if people raise hell then they'll have to respond to it that's why this country's great and it becomes better the more people participate i think in everything i mean this is our little issue like take it you can take it out to other issues later hopefully we'll solve this fucking issue in my lifetime i don't know but this is like your chance to be a good american Patri- I, I should be playing the national anthem behind me with my patriotic speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, we um people got to realize that man. I'm gonna go on the camera and say it. Uh, <laughs> is that? I think I'm gonna tell you what the problem is. Is that a lot of these big companies and and other people think that they donate to the AKA? It's considered advocating. You know, that's not advocating. And at the end of the day, the AKA, they they don't they don't care about these small parishes and stuff like that. As we know, we dig into there. There's a there's a whole agenda with them. It's time for people to stand on their own and stop thinking that somebody else is gonna do it for you and to start putting things in your own hands and become a warrior and and start battling. Take back uh what they're trying to take away. And that's your money that's going to these big companies. So it should be used properly. And they have helped stave off bans and all that shit. That's cool. But that's not enough. We have to have a detailed fucking regulatory system that allows us to be free as adults to choose Kratom, grow Kratom. You, you see that big cannabis industry, they're they're fighting against home grow in my own state of Pennsylvania. They're, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit who gets healed and who doesn't get healed. They just want to, like, go to the bank, and that shouldn't be late leading the Kratom movement, definitely. I agree with you right there, 100%. Yeah. No, and we know that. We And you know it, the um, Botanical Action Network, you know, they're doing a great job yep. uncovering a lot of stuff. And people are realizing, you know, we got to come together as a community and stop fighting each other on issues. And, um, you know, I agree. I agree that the AK has their part. But on a smaller level, you know, state level, 
uh, parish level, county level, individuals have to take it upon themselves because let's say it's not happening right now in your area, but one day it could. So plan, uh, organize ahead of time, build those social clubs, have meetings uh, in person to where you can practice public speaking um, and stuff like that. I got to do this shit too. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Just, I mean, even if, um, even let's say it's not happened there, just, we need to organize and and start building, uh, you know, meetings. Uh, that's what we're trying to do here. Real uh, networks that everybody, everybody can participate in regardless your income level. I never go, I wish I could go to these big Kratom conferences, but I don't have an extra, you know, thousands of dollars to just go on a little weekend vacation to Vegas or whatever. Most of the creative community doesn't, but we can easily participate. We can participate in a real grassroots movement, I think. And you're, you're fucking doing it. All right. Check out the show notes, email Amber, A M B R E dot D E V I R G I L I O at city of Zachary dot org. And DMC David at cityofzachary.org. You want to contact Paul? Email kr8mavocate at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter at Creative Science. The music is Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. The Creative Science Podcast is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for creativescience.com. Take care.